Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. If you would, please grab your Bibles, head over to Matthew chapter 5. This is where we're going to be today. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to cover the first 12 verses. And uh, before I get going with the message, I want to encourage you, if you are new to MVF, please text guests to that phone number up on the screen. We want to hear from you today. We have people that want to connect with you. We just want to start you on this journey with Jesus Christ and get you growing with us. Also, if you have any prayer requests or if you have any questions today during the message, you can text those to that phone number at the bottom. We hope that you'll uh, keep that in mind as we go through this and just send them in. If you send in a question, we're going to respond back to you with the text and give you an answer to whatever question that you have. Today, we're starting a brand new series. As you can tell by the upper corner there, it's called Hashtag Blessed. And the reason we're doing this is because I've noticed over the last few years, this hashtag thing has just gotten completely out of control. It cracks me up because it's, it's our way of taking like, I don't know, two, three, ten words and cramming them all together to make one statement. We go hashtag whatever. And I really believe that it's just a way of bragging, really. If you think about it, each time somebody makes a post, they put hashtag something in there. They're just bragging about it. One of the biggest ones that we see is hashtag winning. And that to me is just just somebody bragging. They're just saying, hey, uh, my life is better than yours. That's really what that means, hashtag winning. Another one is hashtag first world problems. How do you like that? That's pretty much just saying um, I'm better than most of the world but I'm still going to complain about this one little thing, right? I'm beyond uh, all of you, and I've still got this one little issue that I'm, I'm going to complain about. Uh, another one that I love is hashtag selfie. And most of the time, it has a post where somebody's got their arm out. You can tell that they're taking the picture themselves, and I'm thinking, did you really need to let us know that it was hashtag selfie? Uh, the one that I see so often with that as well is hashtag no filter. And that just means I'm better than you. I look better than you even if I don't have makeup on. That's really what that says. Uh, But the one I want to focus on today, as I said earlier, is this hashtag blessed, because I'm seeing it everywhere. Just out of curiosity, this last week, I went to uh, Instagram, and I pulled up hashtag blessed just to see how many posts that have been tagged with hashtag blessed. Um, Do you want to guess how many are on there? 123 million posts have included hashtag blessed. And it's usually pictures of beautiful places, Uh, people with toned bodies, new babies, graduations, any kind of success, or uh, mainly it's abundance, like anything that they have, like a new house or or whatever it might be. Now, um, so often I was looking through these and I was just cracking up because I'm thinking, really, hashtag blessed, that's what you're going to tag on that post. It's it's business startups and and new marriages, maybe the fourth marriage, you know, hashtag blessed. I'm going to get this one right this time. Or, or maybe a fancy car that they've just gotten. But so often I, I was looking at all these things and I'm thinking, you know what, there's nothing wrong with these things. And actually, these are all good things that I'm looking at. But really, these are gifts that God has given to us. 
And so often we look at it as though something that we did ourselves, like we deserve this or, or I earned this on my own and we hashtag it blessed, but yet we're leaving God out of that blessing. See, that, that hashtag blessed actually seems to be saying that the only way that God blesses us is by obviously giving good things and things that we think are good. Here's my question. Have we defined blessed as a life of abundance, as power or popularity or success? I wonder if that's how we've hashtagged bless, how we've defined blessed in our lives, whether it's an abundance of stuff, of just material items. See, so often when they put hashtag blessed there, what they're really saying is, um, it can't get any better than this. And, And then usually it's a picture of them on the beach or skiing down a mountain or whatever. And they're putting hashtag blessed. Like if I could just freeze time right here, right now, I would be happy. But here's my question. Have you ever thought that maybe our definition of blessed is wrong? Maybe we have it wrong. And here's the truth. The truth is that we do have a loving God and he does love to care for us. He gives us all these things. Um, he, think about how He has blessed us truly with all the material things in our lives, right? We have more stuff today, more luxuries than we've ever had. Even going back 100 years, going back 2,000 years, when you look at the time of the disciples in the Bible and you think about the stuff that we have today, I mean, we can hashtag blessed, right? We've got cars, we've got homes, we've got multiple TVs usually in our house. We've been blessed with all these things. We've got food on the table. We've got freezers full of food. Um, We get this, we've got a room in our houses that where you can go, in the house, you can go, you can use the bathroom and you can push a button and it goes somewhere else. Tell me that's not blessed, right? That's, that's a luxury. And if you'd told the disciples 2,000 years ago that that was gonna be available in every home, they would have thought you were nuts. But that's how blessed we are today. God, God really does love and care for us uh, like a father that loves and cares for his kids. God blesses us tremendously. But here's the problem. If those are the only things that we see as blessing, and don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for them. I love them, especially that bathroom thing. I love it. But those things are just surface blessings. Like they're, they're just the crust. They're, they're the icing on the cake. They're not even the true blessing. Let me ask you, if all of those surface blessings were gone tomorrow, would you still be blessed? If you lost the, the car, if you, there was no vacation, if you couldn't take a picture of that fancy dinner that you ordered or um, your home, if it was gone, would you still be blessed? If all those surface blessings were gone, would you still consider yourself hashtag blessed? See, imagine... Uh, reading a story about a woman who's lost her job and, and she's trying to figure out how to pay her next mortgage payment and, and to provide school supplies for her kids to go back to school and to repair the car that she desperately needs. Based on our definition of blessed, you know, all these things, what should her hashtag be? Is it hashtag not blessed? Or, or what about the parent who is posting about a child who's struggling with several birth-related problems? You know, they're, they're talking about the physical suffering that they're going through or, or learning disabilities or an independent life that that kid will never have on their own, that they will always have to parent this kid. What should their hashtag be? Hashtag cursed? See, if our definition of blessing is receiving good material items from God, that's the message that we send. And, and if that's our definition of blessed, 
then what do we do with, with the statement that Paul makes in Acts chapter 20, where he says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. See, if our definition of blessing is only about receiving good things, how do we, how do we make sense out of that? Maybe our definition of blessed is wrong. Have you ever thought about that? See, according to Jesus, hashtag blessed might mean something completely different. And I think in Matthew chapter five, Jesus describes a life of blessing. And I think it is different than the way that we define it. it at least it's countercultural to what we're experiencing now. Take a look at this. Matthew chapter five, going to verse one. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him and he began to teach them. Now, what he begins to teach them is what we call the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes is just a word that means blessedness. He's, he's talking about a blessed life. Now, as I read these, see if this matches with your definition of blessed. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven and remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Now, as I read that, did that match with your definition of blessed? My guess is it probably didn't. We don't see it that way so often. As we read Jesus' description, we notice several things. First of all, the blessings that he describes isn't shallow. It's not passing. It's not material things. It's not temporary. As I read those, did they match your description of blessing? Probably not. See, it's a deep, enduring sense of satisfaction that Jesus is talking about here. Think about it. He says, blessed are you when you're, you're poor and you realize your need for him, when you mourn, when you're, when you're humble, when you're hunger and thirst for justice, when, when you're merciful, when you're pure in heart, when you're seeking peace. These are the people who are blessed, he says. This isn't that good feeling that warms you up for a moment and then it fades. This is a deep, way down in your gut type joy that doesn't shift with circumstances. And Jesus is describing something that's so countercultural. He says it's in these moments of, of grieving and mourning and suffering and, and seeking justice and peace that we are truly blessed. And when we are moving and acting and behaving like Jesus is what he's saying. That's when that blessing, we start to experience that blessing. Now we're told about this blessed life in Ephesians chapter one as well. This is what it says in verses three and four. All praise to God, the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Let me stop and ask my English majors here. What tense is that when he says, who has blessed us? Uh, any of those that you, you know the answer to this, you, it's a past tense, right? Like Jesus has already, he has blessed us. That means that there's nothing you have to do. It's already been given to you. You don't, you don't have to wait to a certain age. It's not taken from you at a certain age. Like it is already yours. Why? Because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. 
See, Jesus says the true blessings are anything but temporary. They've already been given to you. They, they can't be taken away from you. And these are referred to in this passage as spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings are better than physical blessings. They're much better because they don't change with the times. They can't be taken from you. Now, the question is, who's the recipient of these types of blessings that Jesus is talking about? Well, he tells us, uh, he says that the, these kinds of blessings, they, they come not to the rich and not to the powerful and not to the successful and, and not because you're popular. He says it comes to those who are in Christ and those who endure suffering. That's who receives these special, uh, spiritual blessings. In Jesus' upside down kingdom, these people know an enduring joy and blessing they know that it doesn't dwindle with their situation. It doesn't change with circumstances. Uh, there's a blessing that comes when you're powerless because then and only then will you know the power of Jesus Christ. See, there's a blessing that comes when you're needy because then and only then will you be satisfied by Jesus himself. There's a blessing that comes when you grieve about the brokenness and the sin of the world because then and only then will you actually celebrate when Jesus sets it right. That's why some of you, when you see a baptism, you can't help yourself, but you begin to weep because you know that joy and you know how desperately the rest of the world needs that joy. Now, unlike this fleeting happiness that's brought about by favorable circumstances and popularity, the conditions of neediness and dependency upon God, those are the real places where the blessing of God comes from. That's when we start to experience this true spiritual blessing. We start to experience the kingdom of God that's referred to in the New Testament. Why? Well, because these things don't change with circumstances. That They didn't change because we got locked in our homes or because people were afraid of COVID or because we were afraid of getting sick or gathering together. It didn't change. It wasn't taken from us. Why? Because it was deep inside us. It was given to us and it can't be taken away by anything external. In fact, when you and I are weak, when we're needy, when we're grieving, when we're excluded because of Christ, when we are struggling and we're leaning more into God, that joy that we receive through Jesus Christ somehow even grows stronger. We experience it even on a deeper level in those moments. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because that's where you've been. I've heard from some of you, you talk about a peace that you've experienced through this time that you didn't think you would have. Like you were nervous coming into this, thinking that things were going to be different, but yet God gave you a joy and a peace that can't be taken away from you. Now, this is good news for every one of us who belong to Jesus Christ. Though we may not get the concert tickets that we were hoping for this summer, we may not get the reservation to that, that place where we really wanted to go have dinner, we have a place in God's kingdom. We have a place at God's table, and it's at that place that inevitably we'll, we'll experience suffering. We know that. Whether you follow Jesus, um, whether you've been following him for years or whether you just started following him, suffering is a part of this life and it's a part of, of a journey with Jesus Christ as well. But here's the great news. It also comes with a greater blessing than you could ever imagine. See, because of that suffering, because of that mourning, because of that struggle to, to fight for what is right, Jesus walks more intimately with us and we experience that peace and that joy more in those moments than we ever could any other time in life. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 says, And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, look at this, we must also share his suffering. See, as believers, I think we're going to have to rethink hashtag blessed. 
because it doesn't mean temporal material things. It means something much deeper. Instead of just pushing through life and trying to be happy and waiting for the next vacation and, and trying to ignore suffering, Jesus encourages us to cherish it, to embrace it. Even in this moment right now, if you're struggling right now, we've been nine weeks in this thing. If you're struggling, you need to know that Jesus is right there with you and he's asking you just to embrace him, to lean into him even more. Not because grieving is easy, not because powerlessness is pleasant, but because in conditions like this, it makes us more aware of our need for him. We become acutely aware of how desperately we need Jesus Christ. Now, as Corey Ten Boom once wrote, you can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. Now, I, I hope we don't get to that place. I hope we come out of this way before that. But even in this moment, I think it's an opportunity for us to lean into Jesus a little bit more. And that's my encouragement to you this morning, to know that you are blessed through Jesus Christ, to lean into him a little bit more. Are you at a place of weakness? Are you at a place of grieving right now? Or maybe you've been persecuted or excluded because of Christ. I want you to hear these words over your life right now, because this is what he tells us in Matthew chapter five. The kingdom of heaven is yours. You will be comforted. You will be satisfied. You will receive mercy from God. You are God's children. And there is a great reward in heaven for you. I think that is what Jesus meant by being blessed. If you have those things, then I would say you can hashtag it blessed. You are hashtag blessed. Now, what are these spiritual blessings that we have? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about next week. And so here's what I wanna uh, do. I wanna ask you to do this before next Sunday. So over this next week, I want you to go out and be the church, knowing that you are secure in Christ, that you are his children. Go out and pour your life out for him the way that he poured his life out for you. And then the other thing that I want you to do is between now and next Sunday is I want you to go and gather up some communion supplies. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can just be juice and, and some crackers. But I want you to have those supplies on hand because next week we're actually gonna be talking about these spiritual blessings. What are they? And I'll tell you in advance, uh, the reason we receive these spiritual blessings is because of the work that Jesus did on the cross, the fact that he sacrificed his life for you and for me. And we're gonna remember that sacrifice by communion next Sunday. So make sure that you grab those supplies and we'll see you back here next Sunday. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you that you are a God who loved us in advance, even before we were lovable, that you gave your life, that you have already given us these spiritual blessings. Lord, I pray that over the next few weeks that we would embrace these blessings and, and that these would set deep within our hearts and our lives, that we would understand that they can't, they can't be taken away from us. They don't change regardless of the season that we're going through. And Lord, help us in that moment to feel truly blessed, to understand that you have blessed us. Lord, I pray for each person as they go out into their world this week, that they would be a representative of you, that we would be the church like never before. Lord, we just pray that in all these things, you're continuing, continuing to draw us close to you, that you are molding and shaping us into people that look more and more like you. Heavenly Father, we give you all these things. We ask that your name would receive all the glory and honor. We pray this in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. 
We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless.